Welcome to the SAME Real-Time Podcast, featuring an inside look across the Society of American Military Engineers and the work that our 30,000 members and 105 posts are doing to support national security and strengthen the engineering potential of the United States. And now, your host, SAME Executive Director, Joe Schrodel. We're here in uh, Naples, Italy, and I have the fortune of sitting here with uh, Captain, I'm going to make sure I say it right, Lori? Lore. Lore, Lore Aguayo, who is the commander of NAVFAC Europe. Europe, Africa, Southwest Asia. Europe's. So really, you're, you're taking care of three different uh, geographic commands. Geographic uh, commands. commands, that's right. So that's great. And uh, so we're here with about 200... Uh, Participants today in this great event, and, and, it's, and I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, this huge region that you're supporting? In? Sure. Joe. First of all, thank thank you for uh, you know collaborating and in, in doing this and putting together this forum. I'm very excited. As you mentioned earlier, the chief of the Civil Engineer Corps and the commander of NAFAC, Admiral Corka, has challenged us to uh, to partner with industry. Um, to really come up with solutions. And certainly as government, we don't have all the solutions, we don't have all the answers, um, and we need to work together with industry to really come up. Because I really feel like we all have the same end state. We all want to deliver um, the infrastructure and the facilities that our, that our military needs in order for them to uh, project and, and be able to deploy and project and defend uh, both our allies and our nation. So uh, we all have the same end state. I know there's a, maybe a little bit difference in terms of how we approach that, but I think those differences are what we need to capture and make sure that we're, um, that we're listening to one another, removing the obstacles that may be in the way, and, uh, and then being faster. We have to be agile. We have to be able to make sure every dollar counts and, uh, and providing that support to our warfighter. <coughs> So, yes, yeah, so Europe, Africa, Southwest Asia. It is a mouthful. Uh, it is uh, you know, three continents um, and uh, a lot of diversity in our region. So we do cover all of the uh, Navy requirements, but also we support um, uh, other uh, sub- uh, commanders other than Navy. Uh, we have Transcom, we have SOCOM, we have a lot of others as well. Um, Europe, in, in Africa, we have the, our base in Djibouti. The Navy has a base in uh, Djibouti, Africa. And then down in Bahrain, uh, also, and then a couple other uh, low, smaller locations near in Jebelali, um, close to uh, Dubai and UAE. Uh, so very diverse, of course. Uh, my workforce, 1,300 uh, personnel and people in my workforce, combined military, U.S. civilian, and host national. But we speak many different languages, so yeah. that's one challenge. How and, many do you know? Well, I, have, I don't think I've ca- actually counted how many, but we have. Well, forget that. Yeah, exactly. Like here in Naples, right? We have the Napolitano dialect. But, I mean, you've got Spanish, Italian. Um, you've got Greek, uh, uh, Polish, uh, Roma- uh, Romanian. And, yeah. and then in, in Bahrain, right? And different languages that, that because our, our workforce in Bahrain alone is very diverse. Right. Um, of our, um, our BGs that, that work there. So languages. So there's language uh, barriers. Uh, not barriers, but just challenges that we have. Um we have host uh, national, um, host nation approvals and inter- international agreements. Yep. That can be a challenge. Uh, obviously, we're very grateful for our, our hosts for allowing us, uh, the United States Navy, to be 
to be in their country. Uh, but we do need to respect their laws. We need to respect our, our agreements. Yep. Um, and so that's always something that, you know, most of our construction projects require approval by the host nation before we move forward. So that is something else that we need to make sure that we're uh, addressing. And sometimes those approvals can take a little longer time than we would like, but we work through that. Uh, we have a lot of engagement from our senior leadership, our two, three, four star uh, flag officers, uh, general officers are very supportive, and uh, they will engage with our host nation as needed to to get approval for our projects. No, that's great. You know, I, I really appreciated today when, when you spoke your focus on solutions. And as you heard me say, too, and, and wherever I go in SAME, you know, it's important that everybody understand that that's really what we're about, is we're about bringing not just industry, but academia and any any capacity of our nation together with the government side, and not just the military either, by the way. Uh, we're talking public engineers at the federal, state, and local. And I didn't mention this today, but actually our Houston post is a, is a vibrant mid-sized post. No federal, no military at all. But, but your focus on solutions is important, and it kind of leads to uh, another question. So collaboration is key. And, and people are really starting to understand what, what we SME are really all about, and that's solving problems. So what, what are some ways beyond you know, a once-every-year event like this that, that you think you could, we can help uh, you know, improve collaboration on a day-to-day -day basis? I mean, we have a Naples Post right here, which is getting, getting going again. So, so what are some ways that, that you see that we can improve the collaboration on a frequent basis, sure. or um, recurring basis. Well, and I think certainly these industry forums uh, help, and uh, and I wish we could do them more frequently. But I also think that in these forums, like we are doing today and tomorrow, we are talking uh, in a little bit more general terms. You know, I try to start off this morning on kind of laying down the environment that we're in, but then later in the morning, we were able to start really talking about right. maybe what are the what are some of the recommendations or thoughts. Uh, or solutions that our industry partners have. But I think that's in a little bit more general sense. I, I think and I know that Amokorka is also looking at um, what can we do uh, on a project basis too. Good. So as we are looking, uh, before we even send out a solicitation in RFP, um, is there a way to come together with industry when they have a general sense of the requirement, what it is we're going to try to do or build or, or plan, um, and then before we really start even, bring in industry at the beginning Good. and ask them, what are your thoughts? How can we do this better? How can we move, remove those obstacles? So I think we're looking at a project base, and I think in the past we've been a little wary of doing that uh, uh, at okay. a project base, just because normally we think once we send out a, a request for proposal, we've got to make sure, we got to be, the government is still the government, we got to make sure we're being fair to all right so so it's i think looking at a project at a project uh level and looking at it before we even start the solicitation start talking to our industry partners uh, to see how we can um, collaborate to plan it better from the beginning so that would help you all kind of meet the the cno's challenge to you about defining requirements right, better. right. so on the government side you've got to sort that out but especially given, given where you are and the nature of the challenges you have here with individual nations, supply chain management, yes, yes, and those exactly, kinds of things, exactly. by having those early discussions, right. you all would probably get better informed about what are the challenges a contractor's putting up right, with right. just in 
uh, customs, visas, supply chain, lead times for getting uh, logistics. And logistics come to my mind first and foremost because I've been deployed a lot in my army career. So when I'm in a foreign country, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is the cultural differences, uh, standards that are different, all of those things that are different that you have to try to manage to meet that requirement of defining the requirement. I, I agree. Because, and then the approach. Because the requirement, part of it is knowing, okay, if a warfighter has a requirement for a certain platform, uh, airfield, pier, okay, we could talk in terms of what it is that they need, what kind of ship they need to pull up to it so we can help then define, okay, then this is what you're going to need to support pulling that, that type of ship next to that uh, birthing area. But then the details, like you mentioned, the logistical support, the codes, right? The codes yeah. is the piece that once we bring in our partners that are also, uh, they're experts in, in industry. That's and right. Then let's talk about it early. And then that way that will inform how we make the solicitation that once we put it out, then um, then it'll be a better informed, uh, better detailed solicitation that I think in the end will allow us to deliver faster and on time. And, and even pick, and I'm a construction guy, and, and I always take exception to, to people who try to do the big hand wave and say, well, let's just use design build all the time. Wait a minute, time out. <laughs> design build is only a, a delivery method. So in this, in this context, once you have the requirements and the understanding of the challenges on the contractor side all in hand, acquisition I strategy. think you can even pick a right. better acquisition strategy. Absolutely. Exactly what I was going to say. Absolutely. You can pick a better acquisition strategy better project delivery method, the appropriate methods to actually deliver, and, and only by doing that can you save time and money, which which I was amazed to hear some of the discussion today about, you know, yeah, I mean, let's really try to reduce the time to even the 18-month example you gave. Right, right. Uh, of the Chinese being able the to Chinese build an island in a month. 18 months. And how long does it take us to do a milk on to the... That's a nice to challenge to try to see if we can't, <laughs> can't meet that. No, I agree, and I think everybody's excited. But I think we can we can certainly reduce what we get to 18 months. I'm, I'm not sure, but but certainly I think there are a lot of areas that we can improve. And by, ta- by collaborating early, I think that's a key to be able to compress the time on that. I agree. You know, one other one other area that I, I wanted to get your thoughts on, and that's talent management. Uh, I know Admiral Corka, General Seminite, General Allen in the Air Force, agency heads uh, like Tony Costa and CFM in the VA and others that, that I deal with all the time. Uh, talent management is high on their list. And, and I think we all understand that capacity in general is an issue in our industry, not just in the United States, but everywhere. For example... Uh, AGC has confirmed that, you know, the Associated General Contractors has confirmed that in 20 years in our country, we will have 10% fewer skilled artisans than we even have today, no matter how hard we try. How, how does talent management affect you in, in your command position, both with respect to your workforce, with the transitory nature of military and civilian dependence and, and all that coming through? And then how does that affect your command looking outside at, at the capacity that's being brought sure. to bear? And, and first of all, yeah. first I do want to say I really appreciate I know you, we were talking this morning about your lines of effort for SAME yep. and, uh, and being able to help transition some of our military members, in particular for us in the Navy, of course, our CBs are our construction workers. That's right. And helping them transition into the civilian world. And a lot of them want 
to, they just don't know how to maybe necessarily, right. they need some help. So I do appreciate those efforts well, that you're putting forward. Um, yeah, talent management, it is it is a challenge. Um, I, so twofold, one is the fact that we're overseas, I think from the civilian perspective, uh, what, I, what I hear from them and what I'm seeing within my command, it does actually open up opportunities for civilians Good. from CONUS to say, if I go overseas, I can do this type because if you're on CONUS, you sometimes get either pigeonholed or, or there's no room for for movement because people stay there. Right. You know, once you're there, right. there is until somebody retires, there may not be movement. The overseas environment removes all that. Everything That's moves right. every three years. That's right. So there is a complete uh, opportunities uh, for for any type of, of job really. So I think from the civilian perspective, they see it as an opportunity. And then once they're here, um, then then there's also um, a lot of promotion opportunities uh, as well. Okay. Because there is just so much uh, transition. So I think it is a tremendous opportunity for them to come. What I do see that, and we've been spending a lot of time, it was actually one of my focus areas for my annual, every year we come up with my, my what are my focus areas for my command. Right. And one of them particularly when it comes to developing the talent of our workforce is supervisory training. Because uh -huh, I do think point. that that's, while we have uh, opportunities and we have civilians that are motivated to come, they may find themselves very early on in a supervisory position and it's the first time they've supervised. That's right. And so what we're focused on, what I'm focused with my, my team is how can we better develop our supervisors, Good especially point. the first line, first time yeah. supervisors, because we point. have a lot of them within our command. And uh, and so that is that is the biggest focus for me in the talent management. Um, if we can get the supervisors twofold, right? Get them the right training to know and understand how to best supervise. And, and make sure that they're spending whatever the right time, whether 30, 40% of their time, whatever that is, spending the time actually supervising vice. Uh, it's easy to get caught up. There's so much work That's here. That's right. It's easier to do the day-to-day -day work. Right. But get them to supervise to help develop their people. Right. And now that just feeds them on itself. Yeah, that's a great point, and and I think uh, most of our listeners know too that we've we're about to stand up our for the first time ever in SME a national leader development program, and one of the reasons we're doing that is uh, given uh, you know fundamentally the, the core of our existence, which is the military, society of American military engineers, for goodness' sake, um, we have military members who, by the way, like you, like me, the taxpayer invested in a lifelong journey of development as a leader, sequential progressive development. I mean, every job you've had is one you've never had before, right? right. Same right. same thing I did for 34 years. I want to try to draw as much of that talent into our leader development program to help bring along the civilian side of the house because there's nothing out there right. for them. And That's I can right. tell you, our industry partners are begging for leadership. So that's one of the reasons we stood a foundation up, and the purpose of that foundation is to develop leaders for our nation. That foundation is fully subsidized and paying for this leader development program. So that's 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 good to hear you say that. The other thing that that's uh, that we're working on hard on is not just former CBs and not just former you know combat engineers out of the Marines or out of the Army or whatever. We're actually taking to the extent that. A former infantryman mm -hmm. 
can actually be useful in the sure. AEC industry. Sure. And the example I like to give is my own grandfather who had a hard life basically collecting scrap metal to make a living for his family. In the last two years of his life, this is many years ago, uh, he wound up actually getting trained and becoming a construction inspector on the construction of Interstate 81 in Pennsylvania. And if that man with no high school education and a lifelong journey of collecting scrap metal could actually become a productive, and what he left me when he passed away oh, were the two books that he learned how to read <laughs> blueprints at his age in his 60s. And then, and then became a very, a very respected sure that was a, inspector on inspiring Interstate 81, and it that, was, yes. it was yes. very inspiring. Yes. So when we talk about talent management, I like to tell that story Absolutely. because it, it sends the message that it's not just the CBs no. and the college no, engineers. No, 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 not at all. Uh, and, and I hadn't really thought much about other than our leader development program, the supervisory piece. Well, I appreciate appreciate your time. Any any other thoughts? Uh, no, again, uh, how SME can help you in any other way? I think uh, I think we have a tremendous relationship that we're, we've for many many years, obviously, and I I've been a, a fan and a member of SME since I graduated from college, and I'm, I'm glad. I mean, it's opened up a lot of opportunities, um, and of course, this sort of forum bringing in industry. I mean, I'm amazed at the uh, the support we've received today. I think we we're over 90 contractors or so that showed up. People that we, they want to collaborate. They want to work together to say, hey, we can help you. We can help you with solutions. And they understand that we are living in a complex world right now. Um, there are threats out there that we need to address. And with the help of the industry and all our other partners, um, NSAME helping bring bringing us together, we are greatly appreciative of that, and uh, I really look forward to the discussion the next couple of days. And we're looking forward to supporting All you, right. not you. just here, but thanks. Appreciate okay, it. thank you.